0: Welcome to another episode of Censored News on this beautiful, beautiful Thursday night. Thank you for joining Joe and I as we sip our evening tea and uh, get into some Censored News. Uh, As you know, we start every episode with the vision of Censored News, which is to educate, equip, and mobilize we the people. If you're new to us, what does that mean? That means we go through and we find all the news that the fake news is censoring, that the government doesn't want you to know, and we find it, we get it to you, we educate you, we equip you with the knowledge with how you can make a difference in our country, in your state, in your city, and we mobilize you, get you out there going because there's something we can all do. So without further ado, we're going to send it over to Joe for some rapid news. Like you know, he goes through and he sifts through it and he finds the most important stuff that you need to know and breaks it down in just a wonderfully beautiful
1: way. Take it away, Joe. Hey, awesome. Hey, good evening, everyone. Starting off this episode, Project Veritas An email obtained by the post-millennial shows that Project Veritas has reached out to donors to ask them to stay with the company despite founder and CEO James O'Keefe having been pushed out by the board of directors. Project Veritas is a not-for-profit operating entirely on the generosity of the donors. We hope that you might continue to give us a chance, the email says, pleading with the donors we can't stress how separate the board's role is from daily operations here at Project Veritas. We are still grinding and pursuing stories of great public importance. China's naval fleet is growing, and the U.S. cannot keep up with the warship, warship buildup as Beijing uses its sea power to project an increasingly aggressive military posture globally. It's no secret that the People's Republic of China seeks to upend our dominance on the oceans across the globe, said the Navy Secretary Carlos del Toro. Del Toro also said that China Navy has recently added over 100 combatants to its fleet, calling it a naval buildup. That is a key component of its increasingly aggressive military posture throughout the globe. Mike Lindell, the MyPillow CEO, is suing the House Speaker Kevin McCarthy for exclusively releasing footage from the January 6th Capitol riots to only Fox News, as not and not releasing them to networks like his. Quote, Fox is going to be the filter to the world? Lindell asked, Not going to happen on my watch, I can tell you that. President Trump made his visit to East Palestine this last Wednesday, and instead of America asking, why it took him 19 days to visit the city, we should be asking, why did it take Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg Buttigieg, 20 days? Trump not only visited the city, but brought loads and loads of water and food paid for out of his pocket. Well, that wraps up Censored News for this episode. Coming up next after this break, as always, Trey will be getting in, to the effects of everything.
0: Yeah, hello. There we go. Sorry, guys. Uh, I was muted. <laughs> I forgot to unmute myself. Uh, so before we get started, I want to start this segment with a piece from Trump's inauguration speech that he gave in 2017. It's more important now than it ever was. So this is it. Today's ceremony, however, has been, has a very special meaning because today we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C. and giving it back to you, the people. For too long, a small group in our nation's capital has reaped the rewards of government while the people have borne the cost. Washington flourished, but the people did not share in its wealth. Politicians prospered, but the jobs left and the factories closed. The establishment protected itself, but not the citizens of our country. Their victories have not been your victories. Their triumphs have not been your triumphs. And while they celebrated in our nation's capital, there was little to celebrate for struggling families all across our land. That all changes, starting right here and right now, because this moment is your moment. It belongs to you. It belongs to everyone gathered here today and everyone watching all across America. This is your day, this is your celebration, and this, the United States, is your country. Wow. Wow. So from day one of the Trump presidency, it was was very clear, populist leader versus the deep state. And as you all know, the deep state enacted a scorched earth policy and declared war on we, the people, uh, before Trump, uh, they were working on destroying the country, but it was more in a way that we need to get it to benefit them. Now it's ever since Trump and really Trump's campaign was kind of the first signal, Hey, there's a war coming, but they really didn't take it seriously until He won in 2016. And that speech, that speech was the signal that the war has started of we the people versus the establishment, the deep state, the swamp, right. And ever since then, just like we just said, they've gone scorched earth. They're no longer, it's not even, it's not even about them. It's not even about them enriching themselves anymore, padding their, padding their their pockets, lining their pockets. No. Ever since Trump gave that speech, it has been about taking down Trump and taking down this populist, America first, MAGA movement at any and all cost, whether they throw their own people under the bus, whether their own people die, whether they lose money. To them, it actually doesn't matter anymore. Their one goal is destroying this country and the people in it, right? And what more proof do we need than this week, than the last three weeks, right? Especially this week with Ohio. Joe Biden's off in Ukraine, right? He's off in Ukraine. It took him two weeks before he even said anything about Ohio. Pete Buttplug didn't say anything for almost two weeks. Didn't even acknowledge it. FEMA said they weren't giving out money. They weren't giving funds. No federal government assistance was coming to them, right? Then you had The governor and whoever else sign off on a controlled burn of these deadly chemicals, right? When they had no authority to do that at all. And by the way, it wasn't a control burn. A control burn is you gather the stuff, you take it to a safe location, and you incinerate it and really control the burn. There, they just lit it all on fire, right where it was at, contaminated the water, contaminated the air. Now we have fish dying, animals dying. We have people getting sick, right? They can't even drink the water. We have reports of acid rain right coming down right so they just totally left and that's just one there's been a dozen other train derailments with chemicals on it across the country that the media's not even talking about that they're not even talking about but that just shows you how far and how much they're willing to go to ensure that our movement dies right and this week was a big week we gained so much momentum trump has gained Trump this week alone probably won the election on this week alone. It doesn't matter. Nikki Haley didn't show up. DeSantis didn't show up. Uh, The new guy that just jumped in didn't show up. Pence didn't show up. Not a single Republican besides J.D. Vance and Trump showed up in Ohio this week. Trump proved this week that he's still the man of the people, right? He showed up just like Joe said. He showed up with pallets and pallets, thousands and thousands of water bottles and food, right? He said he was sending more. He said he was sending more resources, right? By Trump coming, he forced the government's hand. The minute he announced, within 12 hours, FEMA said that they reversed their decision and they were going to send federal assistance, right? Trump showed up. Within 24 hours of Trump showing up, Pete Buttigieg decided he was going to show up. And we'll go we'll we'll do the contrast of Trump's trip versus Pete's trip here in a minute when I get Joe back on here, but Pete ended up showing up, right but it wasn't until Trump forced their hand. Nobody else if Pence went there, right if Nikki Haley went there, DeSantis went there, nothing would have changed. but Trump forced their hand, he showed up with supplies. he proved he's still the man of the people. he proved he's the only one. Who cares? And you got to remember, people say, "Oh, Trump was in office for himself." You got to remember, Trump lost money. He never took a salary, donated it all. Never took a salary, and he lost about two billion dollars in net worth. He had his New York hotel shut down, right? He his hotels lost a lot of sponsors. His business lost a lot. Of, his businesses lost sponsors, right? He lost. I think it was about two billion dollars, right, in his net worth because he took office, and he wants to do it all over again, and he's never stopped fighting. So. He's proven he is he is the man of the people, right? And even, I mean, we can show just how terrified they are. Him just even announcing that he was going down there triggered all this stuff, right? Triggered FEMA, triggered uh Pete and Biden. And by the way, Biden announced today that he wasn't even gonna go to Ohio, right? But he's in he went to Ukraine. Now he's in Poland on his way back, and he announced they're sending another $10 billion. To Ukraine, so he announced that today. Where they're sending another ten billion dollars to Ukraine, but Ohio is burning, right? Ohio is is dying, right? But who cares? Send our money to Ukraine, right? Push us into World War III, right? Trump said today, uh, or yesterday when he was there, he said. If this was us, we would have had the funds here immediately. We would have had doctors on site. We would have known what was happening, and we would have taken care of it, and we would have consoled people. They were left hopeless. The government said they were not coming. FEMA said they were not coming. Look, until I announced two days ago that I was going, they weren't doing anything. And then he said, Ohio, you are not forgotten. We stand with you to the people of East Palestine and to nearby communities in Ohio and Pennsylvania. We have told you loud and clear. You are not forgotten. We stand with you. We pray for you, and we will stay with you in your fight to help answer and the accountability you deserve, which is unlike Biden, who hasn't visited Ohio, and he has no plans of visiting Ohio. But that just shows you Trump shows up and gives hope. He shows up with supplies, Right. Biden's nowhere to be found. Pete's nowhere to be found, right? And now you have a new narrative of the mainstream media trying to blame this all on Trump, right? They're trying to blame this all on Trump, saying Trump did deregulation. So that was the point. So that's why these accidents happened. Not true. Deregulation wasn't the cause of all this, right? No, the cause of this is, well, there's a lot of causes. One, the main one is infrastructure. Remember, they fought Trump tooth and nail for four years over infrastructure. They didn't want any money actually going to infrastructure. They didn't want any money going to our railroads, going to our bridges, our streets. They, they didn't want any money going to that. So they fought them on that, fought them tooth and nail to ensure that, 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 that as little money as possible would go to infrastructure, right? Trump talks about it. They passed a bill right? The spending bill. And Trump called him out on it when he was president and said, there's, there's, what is this? This is 11% infrastructure. What's going on? And then now in the last omnibus bill, it was even less. There was no infrastructure. There was nothing to go to fix these railroads. The Democrats blocked it for six years. Now, Democrats have blocked true infrastructure bills and have padded it with pet projects. I mean, you just go back and listen to our episode about four or five episodes ago where we talk about it. Right. We talk about the omnibus bill, how they send money, billions to study salmon, billions overseas. Right. No money to our infrastructure. The infrastructure bill is a joke. There's no money going to infrastructure. Pete Buttigieg, transportation secretary. Right. Nowhere to be found. He's out there blaming Trump. Right. Trump made him look like a total, just a, a total fool, made him look like a fool of himself and. Nowhere to be found. And, and, and he can't answer. So he's trying to blame Trump. He has no answer. So, so he's trying to blame Trump. He showed up he showed up in Ohio today. When he showed up in Ohio today, he showed up early in the morning. Right? He didn't meet with any people. He didn't meet with any residents. You know who he met with? He met with Norfolk. The people who caused the problem. The people who, who this, whole prob- this whole problem was their fault. He met with those people. Right? He met with them. And then the funny thing is, is he went to go meet with the mayor and the mayor made him wait almost an hour because the mayor was meeting with Rudy Giuliani and other people from Trump's team, right? So Pete showed up and the, to meet the mayor and the mayor made him wait and said, no, you're, you're waiting. I'm meeting with Trump's team. They're more important. I'm meeting with them. They're actually showing help. They're giving us supplies. They're, they're giving us support. And so he made them wait. So there's a video and stuff where Pete is literally sitting at the mayor's office for almost an hour in the lobby, sitting in the chair waiting. Right? How demoralizing is that for you, Pete? That that you're that you show up for help 3 weeks late and they don't even want your help. They don't even want you there. Right? They don't want you coming there blaming Trump. They don't want you coming there blaming the previous administration. By the way, it's been over 2 years since Trump was in office, right? Last I heard, there wasn't anything major like this under Trump, right? And if there was, guess what? Every time there was a natural disaster, hurricanes, tornadoes, flooding, anything like that, go back and look. Trump was on the ground there within 48 hours. Hurricane, he was on the ground within 48 hours, right? Flooding, he was on the ground 48 hours. Tornadoes, he was on the ground 48 hours, right? He was there. He showed up. Biden doesn't even know what day of the week it is. And that just shows you there's nobody else. There's nobody else. Nobody else that should be president and nobody else that can step up and be president. No other Republican. Again, no other Republican showed up. It's crazy. Right. And so now, look, you got Twitter. This is what Donald Trump Jr. posted. Trump water is trending on Twitter because libs are really upset that Donald Trump actually did something to help the people of East Palestine when their beloved Joe uh, and Mayor Pete did jack crap and let the great people of that town suffer for nearly three weeks. You can't even make can't even make this stuff up. Right. It's absolutely crazy. Here we go. It's not a control burn. Attorney Charles Burham raises questions as to who had the authority to unleash the East Palestine environmental disaster. Right, Like we said, there was no, there was no, uh, there was no, they had no authority to do this burn and it wasn't a controlled burn. Oh, look, here's Pete let's listen to let's listen to him this is exactly what i'm talking about showed up three weeks late didn't even meet with the people didn't meet with anybody in the government who he didn't meet with he met with norfolk the people who caused the problem the people who let the chemicals there who that these is and this was his reaction sorry pete i just have a quick question uh the
1: american public doesn't seem to be very confident in your ability to do your job will you be resigning anytime soon i'm not here for politics i'm here to make sure the community can get Will you apologize? Oh, not here for politics. For the slow response, taking your time. No, no apology.
0: Oh, he's not here for politics. He's not here for politics, right? But he is here for politics because the only reason he showed up was because Trump showed up. Trump beat him to it, so it is. He he's there for politics. So basically, we have Trump in East Palestine being the real president for the American people while Biden is overseas, bringing us closer to the precipice of nuclear war. He's he's falling up the stairs again. Right. Biden continues to look as incompetent as one person has ever looked as a sitting president. Uh, I like what this guy posted. The red pills are getting way too obvious. If you're not awake now, then you must be in a comatose state. Because the script is giving people everything they could possibly need to wake up, right? Like we said, like we keep saying, if you're not awake now, do something. If your mom or dad, your family, your friends are not awake after all this, shake them, shake them, slap them in the face a couple times, make them see what's going on, right? Absolutely crazy. Absolutely crazy. I really like what this guy posted. Let's see. This guy posted on True Social. Do not underestimate what we witnessed today. The whole world saw what we have known for a long time. President Trump loves America. Where the government failed our citizens, President Trump was there to help. It was a much needed eye opener for many that Donald J. Trump is unlike any other politician in Washington. He truly cares make no mistake many notice what he did today even the mainstream media is covering it barely people are ready for donald trump to return and if they aren't they will be very soon i mean it's just after post after post after post after post of this you know people showing this and it couldn't be any more clear i mean this i was telling joe I woke up in the middle of the night last night ranting about this. This is how much this is this bothers me, right? I woke up in the middle of the night ranting about this. Trump, the only politician in this country I would argue, the only politician in probably the last 75 years that truly unequivocally unconditionally Loves this country and is willing to fight for them. Nobody else. Think about Ron DeSantis. Think about Nikki Haley, Pence, Biden, right? Kamala Harris. Think about any politician, uh, McCarthy, anybody, any senator, any congressman. Think about these people. This is the way they think of being president. They think, okay. I ran, I was governor, I was a senator, I was a congressman, okay, I did my time, I was a poli- I've was been a politician for 20 years, the natural progression of my career is to be president, is to be vice president, is to run, right? They think of the presidency, and this is why I will never vote for Ron DeSantis over Trump. I don't care how good his policies are or what he's doing, I don't care. This is why, because politicians— A politician. Trump was never a politician. Ron DeSantis has been a politician. Nikki Haley has been a politician. Politicians do not see the presidency as Trump sees it. Politicians see the presidency as a natural next step in my career, right? They see being president as the ultimate career goal. They don't want to be president for the people. They want to be president because they want that title, because they want that quote-unquote career promotion, right? Natural career progression. That's how they see the presidency. That's how they see running for president. That's how they see being VP. That's how they see it. Trump, on the other hand, like we've already said, does not see it that way. He uses the presidency as a tool to help weed the people, as a tool to fight back against the people that have been keeping us down killing us, destroying our states, destroying our towns for dozens and dozens of years. So you see the two contrasts. Trump is in it for the people. Politicians are in it for their job, for themselves, right? And that's just the, if I'm being clear, I hope I'm being clear because I feel like that's the clearest way I can explain it is, is that's why I will never vote for anybody else over Trump in 2024 because there's, they're, they're not in it for the people. They're just not. And this proves it. What did he do after? What did Trump do after he visited this, met with the people, right? He went to McDonald's, bought out McDonald's, and fed all the first responders, right? And that's something Trump has a habit of doing. Anytime he goes somewhere like this, most of the time he's buying burgers, buying food for all the first responders, right? He shows up with food and water for the citizens. He shows up and pays for lunch for the first responders. That's who he is because he truly loves this country, right? Oh, I don't believe you. Maybe Pete Buttigieg was there for the right reasons. Well, if he was there for the right reasons, let's look at this photo op. Pete showed up at 7 a.m. before any of the angry citizens can get after him. He showed up wearing a hard hat and a vest, right? He looks like somebody from the YMCA group, right? What are they called? I don't know, I can't remember the group, but he looks like one of the, those people singing YMCA, right? I mean, the, the, this photo op, total photo op. And then he's in and out by 9 a.m., right? And, the only, and he actually would have been out earlier if the mayor actually met with him on time. If he didn't have to wait an hour, he would have been out by 8. But no. And then look at this. You want to know how much people love Trump. You want to know how much people are dying to have him back. Mainstream media basically blacked this out there was probably a total of less than 30 minutes spent on this all day across the networks, but look, total people that saw coverage, social between social media and traditional, 178 million people, right? So let's break that down. How many people saw what Trump was doing from the mainstream media? 34 million people. How many social media users was watching Trump videos, watching him there, watching his speech on social media through social Twitter. How many people watched his speech there across social media? 144 million people. Right, that proves to you Trump still got it. The people are still with Trump. The people are still with Trump, and I can't. You can't convince me otherwise that they're not. Before we go, I'm looking for one more thing that I wanted to hit about this, and then we'll move on. Uh, uh, choo, choo, choo. Actually, I can't find it. Uh, I might just have to bring it up in our conversation later. Yeah, I might just have to bring it up in my conversations later in our, in mine and Joe's conversation. But, um, oh, oh, here he is. I found it. Uh, this, so this was a tweet. And it said the small town american the small American town absolutely lit up today the happiness Trump brought to the people here in East Palestine cannot be overstated. Thank you for coming, President Trump. This is exactly what the great people needed. Many have a newfound sense of hope, and then it was attached to a video over ten minutes long of Trump, and it was just cuts from the different parts that he was in, and the people just screaming, Thank you, Trump, thank you, Trump." Thank you. They're chanting his name. They're chanting. They're screaming, "Thank you!" Right? And then there, then the last few minutes is the media interviewing them, like, "What does this mean to you?" And they said, "This means everything." The president of the United States can't even show up, but he does, and they're just go. So I'm telling you, there is a massive awakening happening across the, across this country, and anybody who tells you that Trump is not the guy that's going to win in 2024, that can't win in 2024, they are lying to you and there's an agenda with what they're saying because this proves right here nobody else has a chance against him. So I know I repeated myself a bit, but this is just, I wanted to emphasize this. This was, this, this proves everything that we've been saying. This proves Trump's still the guy. So we're going to go to a quick break here. When we come back, we got Joe. Um, he's going to hit us some more rapid news and we're getting some conversation. So see you in just a minute.
1: Yeah, welcome back, everyone. I would just say this, Trey. um, Trump said this when he was there, and you said it, but I'll just, I'll just reiterate again: you are not forgotten. We stand with you. We pray for you, and we will stand with you and your fight to help ensure the accountability that you deserve. So this is what Trump told the people. He's at the fire station, fire station, and just literally being a man of the people. And when you when you're running as president, it's huge. You have to get the base of the people. But I would say just from seeing the last uh, four years of his presidency, Trump, this move was not a political move, okay? Pete Buttigieg said, hey, I'm here not for politics. I'm here to resolve this issue. No, he's not. If he was there for to resolve the issue, he would have been there February 3rd. But this whole deal with Trump going, it's not. It's totally, he's a man of the people. He loves the American people. And when he sees something that's happening, he goes, hey, these are my people. This is my family members. We need to take care of them. So he's bringing in all this water. He's going to a McDonald's. He's talking to the owner. You know, he's truly, and and I would just say to you guys, is go and watch the video Where he's in the McDonald's and he's speaking to the owner, and the owner he asks the owner how many of these locations do you own, and he says I own eight of them, and Trump's face just lights up of like wow good for you like he's truly interested in the people, he's truly about the people, he wants to see you succeed, and and if if you're reading news CNN all the left wing crap. You're going to see them say, hey, this was a political move. This was all for his presidential run, all this stuff. No, it's not. No, not at all. It is purely just he's a man of the people. And growing up in Manhattan, he knows that his wealth and everything that he has done is because of the people of America and this great country. You know, not, nothing great is built just by standing back and and believing hard enough it's all built by everyone coming together and and making something beautiful so what are your what are your thoughts there trey um
0: i mean yeah i mean you kind of hit it and then just kind of like just exactly what i was saying yeah trump's there
1: I don't know. You totally have someone that when Trump is showing up, okay. Okay, I'm going to paint the picture. Here it is. Yeah, paint it, paint it. Trump is a Mm multi-billionaire, all right? A multi-billionaire. The guy could be sitting in whatever country he wants right now. He could be sitting in whatever house, whatever hotel. Mm -hmm. He could be sitting in a hotel and decide he likes it and write a check like – uh, Christian Bale did on Batman he just buys yeah. the hotel yeah you know this this guy can just do these things he has an insanely busy schedule mm-hmm. and instead he says you know what I'm gonna fly to this li- little town in Ohio mm-hmm. and there's toxic chemicals everywhere mm-hmm. who knows what it's like to even breathe the air there yep but I'm gonna fly there and I'm gonna go visit the people Because I love the American people. Yeah. Okay, that's not a political statement at all. That is no, it's not. It's oh, it's just
0: it's a character statement. It shows who he really
1: is. It shows who he is
0: as a person. Because they want they can say all this stuff about him propaganda. They can lie about him all they want, but his actions prove every single day where his heart is at, and his heart is really for. The American people. I don't think there's a single president within the last 75 years of this country that loves this country the way he does. And I think a big part of that is one, his background. He's a billionaire, but it's he's in the blue. He he, he became a billionaire by being in the, a blue collar type industry, building. That's what he does. He builds. He builds stuff. He spent his whole life around blue-collared people, right? He spent his whole life around people, real people, right? He, he he didn't get rich going on Wall Street and being around traders and this and that. You know, he didn't get rich, you know, overseas and this and that, right? He got rich by building stuff and being around real Americans, right? Not snooty, not elite, right? He made his money being with these people. And so I think he understands just as good as any other average Joe, right? The sacrifices people make, right? To make not only this country great, but the sacrifices they make to keep their family safe, to provide for their family, right? To make sure their kids have a future, their grandkids have a future, right? And so whenever he talks about the country, you can tell that's what he sees. He doesn't see this elitist view of of I need to line my pockets or how can I enrich myself? How can I do this? How can I do that? He sees uh, he sees that his perception is coming from their our point of view, right? And what's our point of view? Our point of view is, hey, we got to work. Hey, we have a family we want to provide for that we want to love that we don't care about the average Joe. Yeah, we want to be taken care of and we want to be well off, but we don't care about making billions and trillions, right? We want to see our family safe, our family secured. We want to know our we want our kids to know that we love them, right? We want to see that they can go off and go to college if they want to. We want to go see that they can get married and have a future and have kids of their own, right? Can go and buy their own home, build their own home. Do you know that's That's, that's the average Joe type, the average, I say average Joe, average American, you know what I mean? Uh, Mm -hmm. And that's how he sees it. He doesn't see it from this politician elitist view. And that's why he's not like anybody else, right? That's, that's why he could show up to Ohio. And when he shows up, he's there, right? Joe Biden shows up. If Joe Biden did show up to Ohio mentally, he's not there. He's not there. Right. Even if he let, let's say even Ron DeSantis or Kamala Harris or any other politician, they show up and I wasn't making a jab at Biden's actual men, 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 mental state. What I was saying was, and take any of these politicians, they go up there. They're not there mentally. They're there because it's a photo op and they're there because it's an obligation. Right. They need to make their rounds. They need to have their face shown. Right. They need to they need to do the typical politician things. Oh, we're here for you oh yeah, shake hands, shake hands, make sure everybody knows I'm here. And then they're in and out. Three hours tops. they're in and out, right? Trump spends the whole day there. Trump shows up with pallets. Trump takes time. He doesn't just show up with pallets. He takes time to hand out waters and food to people himself, right? He could have mm-hmm. just showed up and just dropped the pallets, said, here you go, can we get these distributed? No, he didn't. Like he does everywhere he goes, he physically hands stuff to people. Then he could have said, hey, how about you just uh, use my card, go get everybody lunch. Let's have my team take care of it. He could have. But instead, he showed up himself. He placed the order. Right? That just shows you. I mean, it's a little. It's the, you don't even think people don't even think about that stuff. Right? But there's big differences between politicians and him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just even those no, little things of showing up in McDonald's. Mm-hmm. It just isn't that crazy just to show he wanted to make sure he the order was right. He wanted to make sure they were taken care of. So he showed up himself. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, exactly. No, and that just shows so much of his care. I'm going to paint one more picture here because painted pictures are great. Many, many politicians spend their whole life and especially the latter part of their political career stealing as Mm -hmm. much money as possible because they know their term is coming to an end yep donald trump spent his whole career making money Mm -hmm. and now since 2016 he's now spending his money on the people Yep. he's giving his money back to the people and Mm -hmm. i will say that's a common thing in extremely wealthy people is they work hard accomplish amazing things and then they spend their latter days giving back to the people that gave them so much. So this is just something and you you have to get this in your mind. He is not an enemy of the people. If you have yeah. if you're ever doubting, oh well, you know Trump does this, Trump does that, he's so not for me. He is so for you the people. Yep. He is so to see mm-hmm. you succeed because here's the thing, here's another here's another tip of of advice is this rich people true rich people that got their wealth honestly do not want to hog the wealth they want to share it with you yeah it's a misconception that once they get to the top they don't want to tell anyone how they got there Mm -hmm. that is a selfish wealthy person and there are less of those than there are of the good ones that want you to get there as well
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Next next topic rolling in here is Kevin McCarthy in releasing 42,000 hours of video footage to mm-hmm. Tucker, Tucker Carlson. Now, Trey and I were just talking before we came on air Is is Tucker Carlson, is his contract with Fox separate so that Tucker Carlson can decide what he speaks about? Or does Fox regulate what he speaks about? And I would just throw out there, I think Fox regulates what he speaks about because yeah. we didn't see election, we didn't see him talk about election fraud until 2022, two yeah. years later, which is past Trump. Let's get Trump out of there. We're in their um, quote unquote safe zone. In your safe zone, exactly. Yeah. And Sean, Sean Hannity there was Twitter uh, messages from Sean Hannity to um, Kaylee McEnany, the press yep. secretary, saying, hey, you need to tell Trump to stop talking about election fraud. We need to move on. So there's just kind of some dicey things. I'm not telling mm-hmm. you to stop listening to Sean Hannity. I think he has some really good points. But there's just some inner things that that are coming out. And, you know, honestly, yeah. the, the truth will always be exposed. So – this whole thing with now Mike Lindell, and here's the other thing: Mike Lindell is an absolute savage fireball, and I don't know if "savage" is the right word, but he's an absolute fireball. So with him suing Kevin McCarthy, and he was originally, and I'll say this: he was originally going to sue Fox for only getting the news yeah. um, solely, but then his lawyer said, "Hey, just go to the actual hub, go to the which source, is Kevin yeah." McCarthy. Yep. yep and and do it so there's just a lot of questions with that of of uh kevin are you letting us mm-hmm. down um tucker is there something Yeah, you know, what's happening? are you gonna release the full like why and mike lindell just like we were talking
0: about trump mike lindell's another guy like trump mike lindell actually used to be addicted to what crack and heroin and stuff about 10 13 cocaine. years ago yeah. cocaine addicted drug addict broke no money jesus totally saved his life turned his life around Started my pillow, became a multi-multi millionaire, and has spent the last four years spending his money trying to save America. Spending it on people. He's just like Trump. He shows up to these places with these disasters, and he donates millions of dollars all the time. Right. So he's another person. He's another good one. But yeah, it's a good thing he's suing on because Kevin McCarthy promised to 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 to. 42 a thousand hours, 41,000 hours, whatever it was to get it out there to the, to the people, right? to release all the footage. He promised it. And you know what? I don't see this being a fulfillment of that promise. because what is Fox News going to do with it? Yeah, we like Tucker, but at the same time, it didn't go to Tucker. It went to Tucker through Fox News. Fox News is still going to decide what he can and cannot report on. And Tucker, I like to believe, is one of the good ones. But I, even still, as him, quote-unquote, one of the good ones, I do not like that. I do not like that, that Kevin McCarthy made a promise he needs to deliver. This is not delivering on that promise. And talking about that, I mean, just the few clips that even emerged totally derail the whole entire January 6th committee and mainstream media narrative. Two videos I'm talking about. First video I'm talking about is one of the Capitol police and he screen or Metro uh, the Metro Police. Uh, Capital one of the Metro or Capitol, probably the same one. No, it was the Metro police. And the guy was like They effed us over. They effed us over. They set us up. And he's on camera, police officer with all the other police officers kind of off to the side in the back. And he goes, Oh, they effed us over. They effed us over. They set us up. They set us up. They knew, they knew there was going to be this many people here and they abandoned us. He goes, Where'd all the Capitol police go? He said, They just disappeared. All these, he goes, there were just police officers here and they all disappeared. And so they you have the police officers on camera saying they were set up by the government. They were set up. By Pelosi and the Democrats, they were set up. Then you have another video. Then you have another video of one of the police, one of the Capitol police, actually the Capitol police, actually, whenever they started going into the Capitol, this is what triggered it. You had a Capitol police officer shoot, uh, a, a tear gas grenade mm-hmm. into the crowd. Nobody. Everybody was behind the barricades. Nobody had even stepped foot on a step yet. Everybody was behind the barricades, and then all of a sudden, they set up. Uh, that this officer—it's on the video—he sets off a tear gas grenade for no reason whatsoever. The minute they do that, all the other police officers grab the barricades and start running back. Right, and then it's wide open. Now all the people start pouring in. Right, another video. You have a Trump supporter yelling at one of the police. Hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Close the doors. Why are y'all letting people go in here? They're breaking windows. Why? And it's Trump supporters yelling at the police to do something. Another video. You have a we we found the video of uh, one of the c- c- uh, Capitol police officers. This lady actually beating the crap out of an out of a Trump supporter. That lady died. The Trump supporter ended up dying. And we'll get details on that, her name and everything, because I know they're out there. I just can't find it. But a, a Capitol police officer. Was beating this lady, a Trump supporter, on the steps, left her to die. That lady ended up dying. So now we have two official people that died on that day that we know of. A next video, another video we saw, right, that they didn't want to release, but it's released now. Another video we saw is a guy, a Capitol police officer, shoving a guy off the second story balcony from outside the Capitol, shoved him right off right? Shoved him right off. Is that guy okay? Did he break his legs? Is he even still alive? I mean, that's a 20, 30 foot drop. And the Capitol police, we have it on there, shoved him off. Absolutely crazy. Kevin McCarthy needs to keep his word. Who knows what else is in there?
1: Yep. Yeah, exactly. Because here's the thing is that media will paint a whole different story if it fits the proper narrative. And just like we saw last week or last episode in Project Veritas, they're 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 just lying they're just deflecting so whatever happened yep. with Pfizer and mm-hmm. that whole deal James O'Keefe saying hey we broke our biggest story and then poof now I'm booted from the company okay yep you get similar things to that with uh with Fox almost almost positive you'll get different yeah. things with that because the new owner if i remember the new owner of Fox um came in 2020 yeah, and is a little bit left leaning. Yep, and Ryan his, Ryan
0: Paul runs it. He runs Fox.
1: But yeah, yeah, but yeah, his audience is right, and yeah. so you can't mm-hmm. switch overnight.
0: So yeah. that's
1: why you have Lindell TV pop up and all these other other different yeah. ones. And I would say this too: if you want good news, so Steve Bannon is great. Yeah, uh, censored room. news is great. War room, <laughs> and um, Charlie Kirk Lindell is great. TV. Lindell Charlie TV. Kirk is great. Charlie Lindell, Kirk, Lindell TV. Jack
0: Posick. Yep, Lindell.
1: They're all really good, and and they they're they're just unfiltered and raw, mm-hmm. and they just give it to you straight. And yeah. so this whole conversation of Michael Lindell suing him is saying, hey, you know, you're breaking the First Amendment, and you're also breaking the. Oh, there was one other reason that he was suing them for. Uh, the inclusion clause, something like that. Yeah. Yep. Just saying, hey, this needs to be released to all networks because we all play a part in getting this out. Yep. And it's, it's, give it to, uh,
0: give it to Steve Bannon. Not a single second would be censored. Oh,
1: that would be, oh, that would be great. Yeah. Going to Steve Bannon. And here's the other thing, too the left hates right, right wing conservative, wealthy Mm. businessmen. That yep. won't keep their mouth shut. Yep. They hate the Mike Lindells. They hate the Donald Trumps. They yep. hate these people that have their own money. That's one thing. And they have a big mouth and they just mm-hmm. won't shut up.
0: Can't control them. Because they them.
1: keep pestering. Yep. Pestering, pestering, pestering.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: they just can't control them. Yep.
0: So that's because it all comes down to they hate America. They want to control America. And anybody who stands in the way of them is an enemy and needs to be taken down. It's I mean like I said at the very beginning we we're they're going they go scorched earth on anybody standing in their way. Doesn't matter. And that's that's what we're seeing now. I mean these people they don't even care. Everything that they, it's all out in the open now. They don't even care. They used to at least try and hide their hate for America, but they're so desperate. It it's Trump has made them desperate that it's not even they didn't even hide it, you know.
1: Yeah, and they and and they ex- Trump exposed so much. Like in his inaugural speech that you read at the beginning, it was it was just an eye opener to America. And going, mm-hmm. this guy's going to be different. This yep. guy's going to do things that no one else has done. Yep. All right, you guys. Well, that wraps up that segment of the episode. Coming up next, as always, we are going to be on the education, and as promised, as last week. We will be going over the electoral college coming up next.
0: All right, welcome back. Yeah, we are going, we started the Electoral College. uh, We actually started about elections and voting last episode. And then this episode, we said we were going to go into uh, Electoral College. So let's just get into it real quick. Electoral College. Uh, The Electoral College was established in Article 2, Section 1 of the U.S. Constitution. The Electoral College is the formal body which elects the president and vice president of the United States. Each state has as many electors in the Electoral College as it has representatives and senators in the United States Congress. And the District of Columbia has three electors. When the voters go to the polls in a presidential election, they actually vote for the slate of electors who have vowed to cast their ballots for that ticket in the Electoral College. Electors. Most states require that all electoral votes go to the candidate who receives the most votes in that state. After the state election officials certify the popular vote of each state, the winning slate of electors meet in the state capitol and cast two ballots, one for the vice president and one for the president. Electorals cannot vote for a presidential or vice presidential candidate who both hail from a elector's home state. For instance, if both candidates come from New York, New York electors may vote for one of the candidates but not both. In this hypothetical scenario, however, Delaware's electors may vote for both New York candidates. This requirement is a holdover from early American history when one of the country's major political fault lines divided big states from small states. The founders hoped this rule would prevent the largest states from dominating presidential elections. Um, Maine and Nebraska employ a district system in which two at-large electors vote for the winner of the state's popular vote and one elector votes for the popular winner in each conditional district although it's not unconstitutional for electors to vote for someone other than those whom they pledge their support many states as well as the district of columbia bind electorals to their candidate using oath and fines during the 19th century faithless electors those who broke the pledge and voted for someone else were rare but not uncommon particularly when it came to vice presidents, but in the modern era, faithless electors are rare still and have never determined the outcome of a presidential election. There have been one faithless elector in each of the following elections, 1948, 1956, 1960, 1968, 1972, 1976, and 1988. A blank ballot was cast in 2000, and in 2016, seven electors broke with their state on the presidential ballot, and six did
1: so on the vice presidential ballot. So, Joe, if you want to take over there. Yeah. Since the mid-20th century, Congress has met in a joint session every four years on January 6th at 1 p.m. to tally votes in the Electoral College. So this just tells you right here is that when the election happens on November 3rd, It's not decided the president until January 6th, and we did realize that in 2020. The sitting vice president decides over the meeting and opens the votes from each state in alphabetical order. He passes the votes to four tellers, two from the House and two from the Senate, who announce the results. House tellers include one representative from each party and are appointed by the speaker. At the end of the count, the vice president then announces the name of the next president. With the ratification of the 20th Amendment to the Constitution and starting with the 75th Congress in 1937, the electoral votes are counted before the newly sworn in Congress elected the previous November. The date of the court was changed in 1957, 1985, 1989, 1997, 2009, and 2013. Sitting Vice President John C. Birkenridge, 1861, Richard Nixon, and Al Gore in 2001 all announced that they had lost their own bid for the presidency. The objections. Since 1887, 3 U.S.C. 15 has set the method for objections by members of Congress to electoral votes. During the joint session, lawmakers may object to individual electoral votes or to state returns as a whole. An injection must be declared in writing and signed by at least one representative and one senator. In the case of an objection, the joint session recesses and each chamber considers the objection separately for no more than two hours. Each member may speak for five minutes or less after each House votes on whether to accept the objection, the joint session reconvenes and both chambers disclose their decision. If both chambers agree to the objection, the electoral votes in question are not counted. If either chamber opposes the objection, the votes are counted. Objections to the Electoral College votes were recorded in 1969, 2005, and 2021. In all cases, the House and the Senate rejected the objections and the votes in question were counted the amending process, originally the Electoral College provided the Constitutional Convention with a compromise between two main proposals, the popular election of the President and the election of the President by Congress. Prior to 1804, electors made no distinction between candidates when voting for President and Vice President. The candidate with the majority of the votes became President, and the candidate with the second most votes became Vice President. The Twelfth Amendment, proposed in 1803, correction, 1803, and ratified in 1804, changed that original process requiring electors to separate their votes and denote who they voted for as president and vice president. The District of Columbia has had three electors since the 23rd Amendment was ratified in 1961. There have been other attempts to change the system, particularly after cases in which a candidate wins the popular vote but loses in the Electoral College, and that was seen in 2016. Five times a candidate has won the popular vote and lost the election. Here they are. Andrew Jackson in 1824, um, Samuel Tittle in 1876, Grover Cleveland in 1888, Al Gore in 2000, and Hillary Clinton in 2016. The closest Congress has come to amending the Electoral College since 1804 was during the 21st Congress, 1969 to 1971, when the House passed the bill, RES 681, which would have eliminated the Electoral College altogether and replaced it with the direct election of a president and vice president and a runoff if no candidate received more than 40 percent of the vote. The resolution cleared the House 338 to 70 but failed to pass in the Senate. If a contingent elections in the case of, of the Electoral College deadlock or if no candidate receives the majority of votes, a contingent election is held. The election of the president goes to the House of Representatives and each state delegation cast a single vote for one of the top three contenders from the initial election to determine the winner. Only two presidential elections in 1800 and 1824 have been decided in the House. Though not officially a contingent election, in 1876, South Carolina, Florida, Louisiana all submitted certificates of election for both candidates. A bipartisan commission of representatives, senators, and Supreme Court justices reviewed the ballots and awarded all three states electoral votes to Sam Ruth Rutherford B. Hayes of Ohio, who won the presidency by a single electoral vote. So that wraps up the education, everyone. And just a little tidbit on that is any time the Democrats lose due to the electoral they want to have it replaced anytime the democrats win due to the electoral they say nothing about it so just be aware when you're voting uh um when you're watching some of the votes on these bills happen that they're not trying to rig it or fix it because it didn't benefit them in the last election politics are fun politics are slimy um In America, politics are written, our legislator, our laws and rules are written in a way that they can't be easily changed. And there is a reason for that. Well, everyone, that wraps up the episode for today. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, share with everyone you know, as Trey says, your friends, your mom, and the person that takes your order at the local Chick-fil-A. Share it. Get the news out there. And as always, episodes are released Tuesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. We'll see you next time.